0: Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Have you ever, like, in your life, you tried to make an exchange with clothing that didn't fit? Or uh, I remember growing up, uh, probably like most of us, where uh, I went to school, and when you're at school, you tend to eat lunch halfway through your day. And I don't know when or how you ate lunch. I don't know if you went through the cafeteria or if you brought your lunch. But I brought my lunch to school, especially earlier on. When I got in high school, I kind of, you know, started buying lunch because the cafeteria lady got some different pizza. Come on, hashtag um, uh, But anybody ever bring their lunch to school like in a brown paper bag? You know what I'm talking about? That's the brown paper bag crew right there. You want to join my club? Thank you. That's awesome. And, um, and so I would bring my lunch to school because at that time, our, our lunchroom, cafeteria lunch was actually pretty scary. And so my mom would just, she would delicately pack my lunch. And I would know that every day I would have at least a sandwich, a fruit, preferably an apple, and also a Capri Sun. Anybody know about the Capri Sun? And and my mom loved me so much. Now, I'm not saying your mom didn't love you if she didn't do this. But my mom loved me so much, she would even cut my sandwich in half. Now, I'm not just talking about like in half, in half, like in a square. She would go diagonal. Come on, how many of you know your mama loves you when she goes diagonal? Because you got to go corner to corner. You just don't do that on the fly. Come on, that precision. But if you are part of the brown bag lunch club, you know that sometimes it's been a minute since your mom went grocery shopping. And so what she does is she tries to put together a lunch package for you based on what's left in the house. So there's no more crunchy peanut butter. There's no more jelly. I remember I got to school one day and it was like, it wasn't even like the bread in the middle. It was like the two ends of the bread. Anybody <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Like the hoof of the bread. What do they call that? What is that? It's alright. And in the middle of it was like spam. Come on, anybody know about that spam life? And and my mom, she's in the room, so she it's okay. She, that's what happens when your son is up here, and you know. And my mom can get. She's a great cook, by the way, amazing cook. But she can get funky with some sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? Like spam with mayonnaise and bananas. She did what? My, my sandwich bag, and I see the Spam bananas, mayonnaise. I'm like, she did what she could, you know. That's the best she can do. And so what you do is you start looking around at your friend's lunches, you know. And I remember looking across, and, and Blake was my best friend. And Blake Osborne, um, he always had this in his lunch. Like, like this. It was like the best. It was snackables. Anybody know about snackables? And, and I'm looking at Blake, and I'm like, hey, Blake. How you doing, man? Bro, you've been working out. You look good. And what I'm trying to do is trade my spam, mayonnaise, and banana sandwich for some chocolate pudding. Because how many of you know, in a stackable they've got chocolate pudding. And how many of you know, chocolate pudding is from the Lord today? He's trying to make an exchange. I love this story in scripture because Jabez is praying this prayer And you may not have seen it at first, but really what he's doing, he's trying to make an exchange. There's an exchange that's taking place because the Bible says his mom bore him in pain. She delivered him in pain, but yet she prophesied over his life. She spoke over his life. She gave a label over his life that he would be someone who always causes pain to other people. And so Jabez got to a place and an age in his life where he said, I don't like the title that my name represents. I don't like it that my mother has given me a label. I don't like it that my mother has spoken a curse over me that I would cause pain when I serve a God who tells me I've got a plan and a purpose for my life. I love it that Jabez says, God, I'm coming to you in a prayer and I need you to reverse the curse. Did you know that you and I were actually even born into a curse? The Bible says that when you were born into this world, because it's a sinful world, we were born into a sinful, a fallen place, and because of sin, we are living under the sin, the curse of sin. But can I tell you, because of Jesus, because of our God, the Bible says in Galatians that Jesus hung on a tree, and he became the curse so that we can become blessed. Is there anybody here today that you are so thankful that we can reverse the curse over our life? I don't know if someone has given you a label, I don't know if you've labeled yourself. I don't know if you feel like a failure. If someone called you a failure, someone called you ugly, someone told you you would never make it. But God is a God who says you can reverse the curse. I love this because Jabez says, man, I know my mom has spoken one thing over my life, but my God has spoken something else over my life. And out of that, he prays this prayer. And if you have your notes, write this down, because I love it. The first thing he says is, God, would you bless me? I love it that Jabez prays this, because he didn't come from the best family. He didn't come from a big town. The Bible doesn't say he's extremely talented. All we know about Jabez is that he refused to accept the label and the lid that was placed on his life. I believe I've come here on assignment today to help somebody lift the lid in your life. There has been a lid that has put on your potential, a lid that's been put on your gifts, a lid that's been put on your career and your promotion, a lid that's been put over your health, a lid that's been put over your children and your marriage and your family. But in the name of Jesus today, I declare that every lid, every curse that's been spoken of your life is broken. I don't know. I don't know what has been happening in your life, but all I know is that we serve a God that can reverse the curse. He can reverse the decisions that you've made and the effects that you have to live with. He can reverse damage that's been done to you from other people. We serve a God who is not limited today. Anybody thankful today that we can be blessed by God? So Jabez says this, oh God, that you would bless me. Write this down in number one in your notes. I I believe tonight that God wants to bless your life. I believe that God wants to bless your life. Here's here's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to, this is not self-help preaching. This is not feel-good preaching. We're not on Oprah tonight. Come on, somebody. I'm not trying just to give you good vibes at church, like trying to make you feel good, like, man, I just want you to feel good, although I think you should be encouraged when you come to church. I'm not just trying to give you something to encourage you. I'm trying to declare over you tonight at the 6 o'clock service the nature and the character of our God. God wants to bless your life. God wants to bless your family. God wants to bless your business. God wants to bless you at school, students. Come on. God, parents, parents. God wants to bless your children. I believe that God wants to bless this church. I believe that God wants to bless our city. Come on. Anybody believe that God wants to bless our life? But you know what I've discovered is that sometimes we don't believe that. And I think we don't believe that because we don't fully understand what it means to be blessed. Let me give you the definition. You might want to write this down. Blessed means this. To be fulfilled. It means to be satisfied. Oh, if you can understand that God wants you to be blessed God wants you to be fulfilled and God wants you to be satisfied. That's so important for you to understand because if you know that you can be fulfilled with God, come on somebody. Come on, are you with me today? Come on, shake your neighbor and say, wake up, wake up. Come on, we about to go in. God can fulfill you God can satisfy you. You know what that means? That means you don't have to go into the world to get satisfaction. You don't have to go to the world to find fulfillment. You don't have to take a hit on a drug. You don't have to take a pill. You don't need a guy. You don't need a girl. Come on. You can be blessed, which means this. You can find everything you need in your life in Christ Jesus. God wants to bless your life. But pastor, how do you know that? Jeremiah chapter 29, 11 says this. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. What kind of plans? Plans to prosper you. Somebody say prosper. Prosper. Plans to give you a hope. Say hope. Hope. Plans to give you a future. Come on, say future. future. God has plans for you to prosper you, to give you a hope, to give you a future. My question is this. Do you believe that? You see, the Bible declares so much, and Scripture declares that God wants to bless us. Let me go to Proverbs. I'm going to read it from the King James Version. Why? Because of the Lord. Don't be intimidated. King James Version. Here we go. The blessing of the Lord maketh one rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. Can I tell you? God wants to bless you. How it would affect our life and change how we live when we can leave here with the confidence of knowing God wants to bless me. The God of all creation wants to bless my life. Can I tell you? He wants to bless you not because you deserve it. He wants to bless you not because you can earn it. God wants to bless you because he loves you. Because he calls you his son. He calls you his daughter. Come on. He calls you his very own child. I'm so thankful tonight that we serve a God who wants to bless our lives. But Jabez says, not just a blessing, God. Write this down in number two. He says, Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. Number two, write this down. I believe that God wants to increase your life. Come well, on, that's a good place to say, Amen. <laughs> I'm going to get it out of you, even if I have to make you say, Hey, come on. We're going to get this tonight. God wants to increase. Can I tell you? God wants to expand your territory. God wants to increase your influence. What I love about Jabez, he says this, God, I just don't want you to bless me, but God, I want you to give me this word called influence. Let me talk to you for a second, because did you know that you have influence in your life? You're influencing people even in this room right now. You're an influencer with your family. You influence people at work. What Jabez is saying is this, God, I have this sphere of influence, relationships that I'm in, But God, I'm not satisfied with just the influence that I have. I want you to expand my territory, give me greater influence so I can give greater glory to your name. What Jabez is saying is this God, a blessing is a natural thing, but influence is supernatural God I don't just want you to bless me and bless my family but God I want you to use my life for supernatural impact in my city in my family with my co-workers God use my life as an example of influence is there anybody here tonight that would say God I want you to expand my influence I hope I hope it's everybody in this room today because everybody in this room today ought to be thinking god i want you to use my life in a greater way you see god doesn't just want to bless you so that you can be blessed god wants but when god blesses you and you keep it to yourself god says because you don't want to influence people then i can't bless you do you see how it works blessing is used and poured out to the level we're willing to be an influence of people around us to give god the glory that's why sometimes people will pray for promotion, they'll pray for influence, but God knows I can't promote you because I can't trust you. I'll promote you, but then you'll post up on Instagram that you're the one who did it, when it was me who opened the door. I'll I'll give you the desires of your heart, but when, when, when I do, you'll tell everyone how hard you worked, even though you worked hard, but it was me who prospered you. The Bible says promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west. It comes from up above, that God is the one who opens doors. God is the one who closes doors. God wants to know, brave church, can he trust you with the level of influence you're asking for? Can he trust? Oh, come on, are you hearing this today? God bless me, but God influence me. And as you bless me, I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to give you praise. When people ask, I'm going to tell them it was because of God. That's what I love about these athletes that you see that you know are Christians and they get touchdowns and the first thing they do is they pray or they give God praise and they give God credit. I was, had the opportunity to, to be the chaplain for the Atlanta Falcons before they played the Dolphins. Maybe that's why, because I prayed with the Atlanta Falcons against the Dolphins. I just realized, oh God, we've got to reverse the curse. It's all making sense right now. And, and I had my kids with me and we're in this room with all these Atlanta Falcons players and, and the coaches and their organization has asked when they have away games, hey, can you come and preach because this is the church that they have. And so I'm in this room with these Atlanta Falcons players and, and I'm, I'm preaching and I'm talking to them and I begin to realize, God, you have given great influence in my life with people who have great influence. And as I was there, this gentleman came up to me, and he's, he's their quarterback, and he said, man, you really inspired me. God reminded me that I'm not giving him glory for the success in my life. And tonight, I need to make a commitment. Will you hold me accountable that from this day forward, every success I have, I'll give God the credit because I know I'm in this room only because of God, only because of what he's done in my life. Can I tell you, God will bless you to the level that you're willing to be a light in the darkness, to say, God, I'll give you the credit. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people do. You can trust me with the increase. Somebody shout, yeah. yeah. I want to be blessed. But I want to be blessed to the level where God can trust me with the blessing. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's incredible how our lives work. It's really, really, really true. That God, he looks at us as stewards. How do you manage what I've given you? And Jabez says, God, increase my life. Because God, number three, write this down. Jabez prayed, God, I want your hand to be on me. Number three, write this down. I believe that God's hand is on your life. You see, this is important to see in the the sequence of Jabez's prayer. Because Jabez says, God, I just don't want you to bless me. I, I, I don't want you just to give me influence. Because if you bless me and give me influence but I lose your presence along the way the blessing is worthless my fear my challenge as a pastor to dictate proper theology to you is to let you know that God wants you to be blessed and bless you but he doesn't want you to be hooked on the blessing he wants you to adore the blesser Not careful god just becomes an elaborate vending machine in the sky when we need something and god says yeah i want to bless you yeah i want to fix that yeah i want to heal that but more than what i can give you do you love me Jabez says, God, would you bless me? God, would you enlarge my territory? He goes, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa." God, would you put your hand on my life? You know what he's saying? God, I want relationship with you. You know what Jabez was doing? He was refocusing his life. Yes, I want you to bless me. Yes, so that I can influence people. But God none of that is worth anything unless I have your presence. I'm so thankful for great men like Moses in the Bible. I'm so thankful for other leaders who said, God, you want to take us to the next level, but God, if you don't go, I'm not going. I would love it that Brave Church would be a church that would say, God, we want you to be blessed. God, we want you to bless us. We want you to increase our territory. But more than anything else, we want your presence, God. God, we want your power. God, we want to know you. We want an intimate relationship with the God of creation. God, we adore you. God, we worship you. God, we can't get enough of you. Even if you do nothing else for us, you've already done more than enough. Is there anybody in this room today that would say, God, you've already been so good to me. you only come on. I wish someone would just give a praise tonight for what He's already done. You've been so good. Come on, come on, Brent Church, just thank you right now. God, You've been so good. everything so God would you put your hand on me can I tell you brave church God has put his hand on your life God's hand is on you come on I declare it God's hand is on you God's hand is on you now God's hand was on you yesterday. God's hand is going to be on you tomorrow. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're looking at tomorrow, but God's hand is going to be on you. Why is that so important? Because when you know God's hand is on you, you are a force to be reckoned with. When you know that God's hand is on you, you can look the devil in the face and say, devil, you picked on the wrong Christian today because I know that my God's to know that the God who, who placed the planets the same hands that, that hung the stars are on our lives I believe the same hands that comforted Christ when he was on the cross is the same hand that wants to be on you and reassure you that even in your suffering there's a great purpose you See, when you understand and realize God's hand is on you, you suffer differently. All of a sudden, you're not so worried with God. Why is this happening? Because when you ask God, why, 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 why? Anybody ever been there? I've been there this week, yesterday. Okay, let's be honest. God, why? And God always wants to remind us. That's the wrong question when you ask why, you forget that your hand God, your hand is on my life but instead of asking why the question is God, what do you want to do through me? In the middle of the suffering but I'm not going to question why, because why implies you've left me, but what implies, oh God, you are with me and your hand is on me your rod and your staff comforts me. I will fear no evil, even through the valley of the shadow of the. Come on, are you with me today? Is anybody thankful for the hand of God? But then Jabez finished. God keep me from evil that it might not bring me harm I love Jabez because he's so smart he's so intuitive he knows God if you bless me temptation will come God if you increase my territory my pride can get in the way so God bless me increase my influence put your hand on me but God protect me from evil so that I will not cause pain another word for harm is pain in the King James it uses the word pain how interesting that he asked God break me off of this curse that my mother spoke for me and as you break me away from this curse protect me from ever going back to it is so powerful but if we're not careful we will get breakthrough from the curse but if we don't pray and ask God to keep us from the evil we'll end up right back to where we were before the breakthrough and so Jabez prays his prayer he says God protect me from evil what's he saying in essence he's saying god protect me from myself anybody ever just needed protection from yourself how many of you know because we sin you sin and we in miami we sin really good come on y'all trying to be spiritual me in the six o'clock come on we already made fun of the dolphins we might as well just be honest right now let's go Write this down in your notes. Number four. From Jabez's prayer, I believe that God has the power to keep you from destroying your own life. Oh man. Jabez says, God, keep me from evil that it may not bring me harm. God, protect me. Some of us, listen, if it was up to us, we would have already destroyed ourselves. Come on, how many of you know I'm talking the truth right now? But God's hand has come on you, God's hand has kept you from destruction. God's hand has kept you from messing things up so far beyond repair. And Jabez says, God, keep me right here so that I stay humble. God, don't let your blessing corrupt me. Don't let your bless your increase and in, in your extension in my life ruin my life. So God, I understand that pride comes before a fall. So God, I just pray that I would not destroy my own life. Well, pastor, what are you talking about? What do you mean what am I talking about? You and I know today that many of us in this this room shouldn't even be here right now how many times has God protected us from us God has protected us from our decisions there are some of us in this room you should have overdosed on that drug you should have died in that car accident some of us you were your plan was for you to be aborted but you're here tonight how many of you know that God is such a good God that he protects us from ourselves? he protects us from our bad us from our rebellion. He protects us from our sin. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that we serve a God who keeps us from destroying our own life. Man, I can look back at my own life. I know you can too. Come on, can you take yourself back to that decision you made that should have destroyed you, but it didn't? thought oh I just got lucky on that one no that was declared to you Jabez working on your behalf God help me not to destroy my own life I've come here to declare to you as a child of God God is walking in front of you he's walking behind you he's walking to your left and to your right and God is out preparing a way for you to get to where he's called you to be is anybody thankful tonight that we serve a God who loves us even in our sin why in first corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 he says this no temptation has overcome you except what is common for mankind and god is faithful oh god i love you what a faithful god we serve he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted not if but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it i love jabez because he says god you know the temptations that will destroy me if i give in to him so god would you protect me from my decisions would you give me a way out from temptations and evil that will destroy my life brave church I've come here tonight to let you know these four things if you begin to pray these over your life every single day that's why we say note takers are world changers because some of you who didn't bother to take notes you're going to forget about it. but I believe there's some people in this room that are saying those four things I'm going to declare over my life every morning and every night come on I'm going to declare it over my life over my spouse over my children over my future God would you bless me God would you increase my influence God please Put your hand on me and God would you give me freedom from evil in my life you see but maybe you came here tonight and you know you need to make an exchange Jesus provided the way for the exchange to happen he said I'll take their place on the cross and I'll die for them. He died for us. Jesus died on a cross for you. He made the exchange. My question is tonight, are you ready to make an exchange for God? There are things in all of our lives that we need to exchange. God looks at our lives and He says this. You want to hear a good exchange? Check this out. God says, I'll give you my best for your worst. What a bad deal, right? for God but God counts us worthy for his best so tonight I just want to read down a list that I wrote of some things that maybe you might need to exchange tonight Some things that you need to say, you know what? I'm going to leave that here at Brave Church. I'm not going to go home with this. I'm not going to go to work tomorrow. I'm not going to go home and my family. I'm not going to go out with my friends with these things still in my life. God, tonight I'm going to make the exchange. How about this? Maybe you came in with sin, and tonight you need to make an exchange for righteousness maybe foolish decisions and you say god tonight i need to make the exchange for wisdom maybe i need to exchange weakness for strength inadequacy for adequacy poverty for riches death for victory come on are you with me tonight sickness for healing, Anxiety for peace. Bondage for freedom. I'm going to make an exchange of emptiness for fulfillment. Failure for success. Rejection for acceptance. Fear for power. Insecurity for confidence. Shame for forgiveness. Mourning for joy. And I'm going to make the exchange of cursing for God's blessing tonight. All across this room with every head bowed and every eye closed do you, I just want to ask you one question do you need to make the great exchange in just a moment I'm going to pray for every person who responds and I believe that tonight there's going to be a shift in your heart when I declare it in the name of Jesus tonight there is going to be a shift something is going to break off of you and God is going to restore something new and beautiful in your life come on heartbreak for joy how about some peace for all that anxiety in the name of Jesus I declare that every exchange Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.